Coming up today on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, Trent and Biz back together. We take one final look back at the matchup against Northwestern. The offense, it looked real. Was it real or was it a mirage? Why does Iowa struggle so much about against Jeff Brom and the Purdue offense? We'll talk about that, break things down, and some basketball cheddar as we get ready for the Hoopsters exhibition win against Truman State. The regular season begins next week. All coming up on today's podcast. Our Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Trent Condon here, Biz over there. This is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Locked On your first listen each and every day. Available wherever you get podcasts and also available on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button if you listen on podcasts. Great interview, big, great uh, appreciation of that and opportunity for us to get in front of more Hawkeye fans. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts biz boy people have been fading us this year they're gonna have a lot of money in their bet online accounts this year it's been a roller coaster Trent. i have a good week and then a bad week it's uh you know kind of like kind of like what being an iowa fan it's uh you gotta take the take the good with the bad and bad last week as we went oh and three each of us oh, a nice. week ago I know that, so. yes uh we'll try to bounce back this week and, and try to get back into the win column but we we have plenty to talk about before that biz and Let's kick things off here talking about what we saw last week. I mean, you're wearing your Northwestern purple here today. No, Looking bold, good over there. Where, where were you, Trent? I just got back from watching Liberty High School make their first ever uh, state championship game. And I, I went over to Extreme Arena to watch volleyball. And I just assumed you'd be announcing it like you announced every other sport. And nowhere to be found. Disappointing. Yeah, did a little volleyball earlier this season, but uh, busy week, as you know. I'm getting ready to head out to Vegas this week, and I figure it's probably best to stay at home, get everything ready for that, get, get the house liver, ready. Get your liver ready. So. And that, too. And that's always a big part of it, getting ready to hang out at Circa and Stadium Swim, watching Iowa-Purdue on Saturday. We'll get to that matchup against Purdue, but Northwestern looked good. Offensive line looked good. Receivers looked like they had a clue, saw a little bit out of vines. There were some drops. Spencer Petras is locked in as we have seen him certainly all this season. Caleb Johnson looking like maybe a budding star at the running back spot. So is it real or was this just a really bad Northwestern team? Yes, to both. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it real? I think that's probably a stretch, but is it a step in the right direction? Absolutely. I mean, it's what this team needed. They needed a drama-free fun victory. And that's exactly what they got. You know, it was a, it was a fun day at Kinnick. It was a beautiful day. The weather couldn't have been any better. And honestly, the football couldn't have been any better. That, that's as an Iowa fan, that's what you hope to see. You hope to see us control both lines of scrimmage, which we absolutely did. We had what seven sacks and we uh, ran the ball efficiently. Um, is Northwestern good? Absolutely not. I mean, Northwestern is not a good football team, but you look, Northwestern has been competitive in, in the vast majority of their games. And, you know, I think they had, other than us, it was one other game that was more, you know, they, Wisconsin blew them out. Everything else has been 10 points or less. So it's not like they're getting beat, you know, 40 to seven every week. So, you know, it, it's certainly a, a step in the right direction. You know, there's, 
if, if you're finding things to complain about out of, out of last Saturday's game, then you're just never going to be happy with the Hawks because that's uh, that's Iowa football uh, at its best. You know, when you're getting efficient, efficient offensive play, and, and then obviously the usual stellar defensive effort. And and that's what we kind of strive to do. When things are going poorly, going to talk about it. We're not going to be bury our head in the sand and just be Hawkeyes and everything's going to be great. And it's been a lot of negativity this year. And I think it got to go that other direction. It, I was surprised how hopeful I walked away after that game on Saturday about the rest of the year. Do I think they're going to run the table and finish with five straight wins? I don't. I, I think some of those in offensive ineptitudes are still going to show up this year, but I didn't. We know the Purdue matchup. We'll get into that. It's been a struggle. Wisconsin has been a struggle. Nebraska, Minnesota, both those teams obviously can beat this Iowa team. But I walked away more hopeful that what the work is being done, the offensive line development that continues, the decision to make the change, and what they did offensively with that jet motion, something we've talked about a lot, just getting those linebackers, the safeties, getting their eyes moving just a little bit. It's not a lot. It's not a ton. But that little wrinkle here, not just using it for the sake of using it, but having it be a big part of the game plan, I think was a huge help to everybody offensively. And and gave a little something to this offense that certainly hasn't been there in the first half of the game. Yeah, and, and you know we've tried that. We, we've tried some jet sweep and reverse stuff in the past, and you saw how horrible that played out against Illinois and a few other schools. And you know, obviously that shows. I mean, we saw something where North. I mean, I couldn't believe how small Northwestern's defensive line was. I mean, just walking in, I was like, wow, their their defensive tackles can't be two sixty. And so, I mean, we were, you know. It, Anytime our offensive line can manhandle someone right now, you know you've got some uh, some deficiencies on the other side. But you know, Trent, you mentioned at the beginning that's kind of what we strive to be as a podcast is when it when you need to be critical. I think we're, we're probably hopefully reasonably critical, and when you need to be positive, hopefully we're, we're positive. But uh, I'm not sure that's the vibe everybody's getting from us, Trent, because twice in the last week or so, I've had people you know, now that we're a, uh, a YouTube sensation and, and people actually. <laughs> can see, you know, my ugly mug. I've had people, I think I told you before, I've had people chat with me about this, which uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm not overly comfortable with. But, uh, <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not the celebrity you are, Trent. But uh, oh, okay. this week, I had people come up to me and they both had kind of the same hot take, which is they both hope that we didn't win another game this year because they, they didn't want to see Brian and Kirk back anymore. And uh, I just kind of bit my tongue and, and didn't say much. But, man, I don't know how you can be a fan of a, any – team any team anywhere and hope that that team loses I mean I just that to me is such a foreign bizarre concept I mean the moment you start cheering against Iowa it might be time to go find a new new fall hobby I mean go uh, go out and uh, collect leaves or something instead but, you know I, I hope everybody that listens understands that you and I uh, we may whine and complain every once in a while but come Saturday there is not anybody in the world that cheers harder for Iowa football that to be to win every single week. And so, you know, that performance on Saturday was just a lot of fun. Like I said, it was fun. It was fun all around. It was, it was an enjoyable day. And if, if you came away from that day with anything other than a, that was fun response. If your response was, well, Northwestern sucks and we still suck. Maybe you need to go find a new hobby is uh, yeah. you know, at the risk of uh, alienating some of our uh, people listening to this, uh, man, that, that's a, that's a hard way to go through life. It is, and I understand the thinking. I don't agree with it. I, I could never pull myself to do it, but it, because of what is happening, it doesn't matter how this last month goes. Something still needs to evolve offensively, even if the offense does si- show signs of improvement. 
Now, Kirk, when we had the Illinois game and the post game, well, we won 10 games last year. Yeah, we know that. But you won 10 games in spite of your offense. And I think that's where a part of the fan base is, is there has to be a change. And people are, are probably nervous that Kirk, and especially if they do go on a run here, say they win three of the next four. They get to seven and five. Every bowl game's good. Kirk said that so many times. And, and the concern is right back to the well. Brian's still the offensive coordinator. No change in scheme. We're going to see the same zone blocking things that we've done for 25 years. And, and I think that's where the concern is. So I understand it. I can't go down that path with those people that think that way. I guess that's probably where they are. Well, Let's say that plays out, though. Do you, do you think that Kirk is going to be willing, not wholesale changings, but that we do see tweaks or Brian is asked to move on? Is that likely well, at 7-5? and well, five? Yeah. It is. I, I still think it is. And, and I think those two things don't need to be mutually exclusive with each other, Trent. You can, you can advocate and push for change in the program and still cheer for this team to do well down the stretch. I mean – just because we finish strong doesn't mean this program is, is healed. It's not. I mean, we, we're, there's too many problems right now for this. Anything, no matter what happens, this program needs some tweaks and changes at the end of this year. And I think, honestly, the coaching staff knows that. Ference is he's loyal to a fault. He's not going to do it midseason. But I think he sees the right end of the wall. And I think, honestly, Brian does as well. I, I think Brian's ready to probably, like I said, we've talked about before, He's going to find an NFL job somewhere. He's going to land somewhere. They've got too many connections for him to just disappear. He's, he's going to land somewhere, and conveniently, that's going to get announced. He's not going to get fired. He's going to get a new job somewhere else. But, you know, to me, the whole concept of cheering against Iowa is just a its a total slap in the face to our program because our players bust their ass. If you, if you haven't listened to Jack Campbell after the games and don't believe that that, that guy would run through a freaking brick wall for the uh, University of Iowa, I mean, nobody in the world could ever – if you ever listen to Jack Campbell and then cheer against that guy, if you're not you're not an Iowa fan. I mean, it's just – to me, like I said, you, you can advocate for change. I think you and I clearly are advocating for change. Things need to change. But, man, it would sure be awesome if we changed as a uh, – a program that went that won five in a row than a, than a program that's uh, a national embarrassment like it's been the first half of the year. So let's hope for both. Let's hope for a good end of the year, then some changes. That's they're, what they're, we're not, they're not mutually exclusive items. So I just <laughs> you right. can do both. You can have both. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the extreme on both sides of it, and and let's meet somewhere in the middle. I like that. I like that part of it a lot. Well, coming up this week, it is Purdue, a team that has had Iowa's number. It's not just David Bell. There's been a ton of receivers that have given Iowa trouble. And really, the only offensive scheme that has given Phil Parker a whole lot of trouble. We'll try to figure out the reasons why, what Iowa can do to work to combat it. That's as we continue here on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Did you know over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package theft spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. I have Simply Safe. My favorite part about it, hop on the phone at any time. You can see what is happening in front of your house with the cameras, the security cameras that they have, high-tech sensors, or whatever else is out there. Simply Safe can help you out keeping your home secured. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. 
Again, the biggest discount of the year. Don't want to wait. Simplysafe.com slash college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Trenton Biz back with you. Trent, I do not I do not have Simply Safe. So if they want to send one to me as a as a well-known media personality, I feel like that's the least they can do. That that's a great thing. Yeah, we'll we'll work on that. I'll get on the horn and see what we can Appreciate do and that. get you hooked up. Yeah, with Simply Safe. It's uh Biz Purdue this week. A team that they tried to make this a rivalry when we had the legends and the leaders. It was I was protected rival. We know the hatred and how deep it goes. You were punched in the city of Purdue at one point, which you deserve. That yeah, aside, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a story for another day. Biz, these last five years, though, four out of the last five have gone to Purdue. Jeff Brom, even when he's not there and his brothers run calling plays, they've run circles around this Iowa defense. It's Yes, they've had good wide receivers. I get that. But Bill Parker finds a way, the adjustments that he makes in game, all these different things, and he's tried different things, and they haven't worked. So what is it? Why, why does Iowa struggle so much, and, and importantly, Phil Parker struggle so much? Yeah, I, I put Statboy on the job and looked into it a little bit, and, and I think it comes down to three things. You know, The fact of the matter is, I mean, Jeff Brown has been a very, very average Big Ten coach. In fact, I think his record is now below 500 again after losing <laughs> to Wisconsin. Uh, he's like 22 and 23 as a Big Ten coach. So we're not talking about uh, somebody that set the world on fire. But, uh, you know, he's definitely had our number. Like you said, he's had Phil Parker's number, which, I mean, that just doesn't happen. I mean, very rarely do teams have Phil Parker's number. You saw even two weeks ago, I mean, he, he gave Ohio State absolute fits and had them, uh, you know, running around and, and trying to figure out he's usually one step ahead of everybody. And, and for some reason he hasn't been with Jeff Brown. So I think there's three simple things you can look at that if we can change at least two, hopefully three of these things on Saturday, I like our chances. So number one, and this is the one everybody kind of knows right away. They've been successful in taking some shots against us. I saw, I think it was Scott Docterman's article, that on average, teams average like 1.4 plays of, of 20 yards or more against Iowa, and, and Brahms teams have averaged more than three against us. So they're, they're twice as successful as everybody else when it comes to just hitting some big shots. And usually what he's done is he's just isolated one member of our secondary and said, I'm going at that person, and I'm going on repeat. And we've been slow to adjust to those things. And it's happened multiple times. I mean, you know, in Purdue, a while back, you know, Riley Moss's freshman year, he got abused. You know, you saw here the last two times they've been at Kinnick, they've isolated one guy and gone at him repeatedly. And, and we've had to actually make, eventually make changes, but it's been too little too late. So that's number one is we just got to do our standard, our standard defense as far as keep everything in front of you and don't let them get big plays because they're going to take shots. Aiden O'Connell will take shots. We've got to, uh, you know, stop those shots from being successful. So there's number one on your list. Uh, Limit the big plays, Trent. Mm -hmm. Limit big plays makes a lot of sense. It's a game plan coming in every single time, but that isolation and seeing, oh, the game, it it was in Kinnick where the French receiver went off and they're moving guys around, which they were flipping sides of the field, something that they never do. And that didn't even work. It just... I think we tried we tried we tried three different guys on him that day. I believe it was mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Rugamba o- Ojemudia took a shot, and we finally had to move Matt Hankins over there. I mean, it was uh, yeah, it, it was 
you know, it wasn't a magic formula. It was the uh, same play over and over. And that's to his credit, when he finds something that works, he's going to, he's going to keep picking at it. And that's, you know, he's the only guy that's been able to do that. Brom does an amazing, or not Brom, Phil does an amazing job of usually uh, taking that, that, those things away from teams, but he hasn't been successful in doing that with Brahms. So, so stop yeah. the big plays. That's number one. Number two. Yeah, two, this is obvious, Trent, but win the turnover battle. And the four wins that, that Purdue's had against us, we've had nine turnovers. They've had five. You know, we, Aiden O'Connell, you watch him play. He's going to take some risks. He will throw it into some small windows. He will do some uh, kind of head-scratching things. He'll, he'll throw some 50-50 balls. we got to win some of those battles. Not only stop the big plays from happening, but turn the ball over. You know, Aiden O'Connell is a risky quarterback. We, we need to pick him off two or three times on Saturday. So if at the very least make it a push in the turnover battle, which is mm-hmm. that's Iowa football in general, but uh, it's pretty simple. They've won the turnover battle and they've won the games. Very simple. And it's obviously a huge recipe for success for Iowa winning the turnover battle. Got to do that. Play clean out of Petrus again. Don't put it on the turf. Don't throw any interceptions and find a way in those tight windows. And I wonder defensively, and I'm sure maybe we're going to get into this, that game plan you mentioned against Ohio state. More blitzing than we're used to with Phil Parker. And it was a lot more man coverage on the outside. It was Cooper DeGene, Riley Moss. You're going to have to play a lot of one-on-one today. And they won a lot of those battles against a very talented, obviously, Ohio State wide receiver group. You wonder if it's going to be a similar game plan for Phil this week. Well, you just hit the nail on the head, Trent. That's why I, I feel, I wouldn't say confident, but I feel decent going into this game because of DeJean and Moss. I, I just think in the past, We've had probably one really good D-back, and, and Brahm has just said, let's just stay away from that guy and go everywhere else. But I think right now we've got two guys that Phil feels are elite, you know, cover corners. And so I wouldn't surprise me to see him be a little a little more aggressive with Purdue has been in the past. Because I think in the past he's he's been hesitant to take too many risks, and he's kind of sat back and it's burned him. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But number three, Trent, flipped to the other side of the ball. And this is the most obvious one. This is the most no-duh thing ever, but we need to score more points against Purdue. <laughs> we talk about it all the time. The magic number for Iowa football is 24, and that's especially true when you play Purdue. Purdue is not a good defensive team. This year they were decent defensively early on the year, but they are a mess right now. They've got a lot of defensive injuries. They, I mean, Wisconsin just walked up and down the field on them. Um, Nebraska walked up and down the field on them. They're not – a good defensive team. I and mean, we talk about that Brom has Phil's number, but the fact of the matter is, Trent, in the five games we've played them, they've scored with Brom as the head coach 24, 38, 20, 24, and 24. So four of the five times, we've held them to 24 points or less. Mm-hmm. That should be a winning formula against Purdue. If you can't yeah. score 24 points against Purdue, you're probably going to lose because the way Purdue is built, they're going to score their points. This isn't Northwestern. This isn't Rutgers. We're not going to shut that, shut out Purdue. They're going to get their 17 points or more. They do against everybody. So the fact of the matter is, can we find a way to get 24? I mean, my lock of the year two weeks ago, Trent, was Wisconsin. And the reason I picked it was because Wisconsin finds a way to score tons of points on Jeff Brown. I'll read you off. This is pretty amazing. In the six games that Wisconsin has played against Jeff Brown, they scored 49, 17, 47, 45, 38, and 35. Mm-hmm. 
So I mean, Wisconsin is not that much different from us when it comes to offensive philosophy. You just need to be tougher than Purdue. They're not a tough football program. Right now they are a mess on the back end. Score 24 points, we're going to win on Saturday. That's that's you, you, you can lock that up, Trent. We're not giving up more than 24 at Purdue. So we can find a way to get to 24 or win it. Whether that happens, that's uh, – <laughs> yeah. That's the ask. Yeah, that, that's 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 the big ask. But those are your three things. I mean, it's not it's not rocket science. Keep them from getting, you know, keep them from from big plays. Push or win the turnover battle, and score enough to to you know get to twenty four points. If you do those three things, we're 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 in good shape on Saturday. So, you know, it, it's you know if you go into it thinking you got to go into the different mentality. I know sometimes we play Northwestern and we think you get to 14. We just got, you know, do that. you can't do that with Purdue. We got to come out more aggressively and we got to come out thinking you got to score some points. And if we're up, you know, 17, seven towards the end of the first half and you got a chance yeah, with four and a half minutes. Left, absolutely. It has to be that kind of game. I love that. And really good stuff. All right, biz. We'll come back. We'll put a cap on things. We got business beats still to come and our degenerate picks for the week presented by bet online. Both of us coming off in 0-3. Well, it can't get worse. We'll see if it gets better. That's as we continue here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Mike, well, he is a Vegas resort concierge, and this is a customer review from our friends at Sweatblock. He was sweating through his suit on the job in less than an hour. Not anymore, thanks to Sweatblock. Mike, he got it done with his problem with Sweatblock. The wipes are a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag world. Whether it's making a big presentation, a hot date, everyone can benefit. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. Biz has got his. He's ready to go. He sweats all the time. No hot dates, though, before you coming up, I don't think. No, no. Fortunately, I, I don't have to worry about dating anymore. My, my wife has not kicked me to the curb yet, but... Uh... Next year is year 20 of our annual beanbag competition. If it's not uh, sponsored by Sweatblock next year, I'm going to be disappointed, Trent. You, you got a year to get that in place. All right, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll make it happen. Maybe we'll have custom uh, design bags or something like that that'll be available for, for next year. Year 20 of Floyd Boner and possibility of going on the road? Yeah, there are options. We, we, we talked about some options. So the, uh, we missed you last week, Trent. It was, it was a beautiful day for – Beautiful yeah. day for not only Hawkeye football, but beautiful day for Floyd Boner as well. It was uh, some some quality, quality beanbag effort. So, unfortunately, not by my team. No, uh, no surprise there. We went uh, 0, two, 0 for the day. Not good. So. Two for two. Aaron's have uh, really taken a stranglehold of our competition here as of late. Yeah, any any sporting competition where Aaron Anderson uh, or, or Beef uh, is taking a stranglehold, something something that means the rest of us are getting old because that should never happen. Yeah, it, it says a lot, I think, about our athleticism, Eddie Bora, what's happening there. Oh, Biz, we put a cap on things with our picks this week. We'll pick the Iowa game against Purdue. Currently, four and a half is the number in that. Of course, the big national game this week. It's number one versus number three in the playoff rankings, one versus two in the AP with Georgia, Tennessee, and our pick of the week. Let's start at the top with the game of the week. Tennessee, Georgia. I know what we saw with Tennessee a couple weeks ago against Alabama. It was so much fun up and down the field, the domination we saw. I don't want to say Alabama's broken because uh, we've had maybe those thoughts in the past, and obviously it hasn't come to fruition. But Georgia, the way they play defense, the 
the just swagger that they can play with in a big game like this. I know it's a big number. I know I'm laying more than a touchdown currently at eight and a half. I'm going to do it. Give me the Bulldogs. I'm going to lay the points. I, I, I disagree, Trent. So, and, and this is solely from our, our good buddy, Stat Boy. He listens to a lot of podcasts. Shockingly, he doesn't listen to just us. But the, his, one of the podcasts he listened to, he said they compared this year's Tennessee to uh, LSU a few years ago because mm-hmm. it was a gambling podcast. And they said for half the year, they, uh, they kept expecting LSU to cool off and, and that they weren't going to, you know, at some point they had to come back to earth and they realized uh, it never happened. And they were just a juggernaut of an offense that got better and better. And so uh, they said, just r- ride the Tennessee wave until it uh, doesn't uh, t- tell bucks you. So that, that's good enough for me, Trent. You're going to give uh Offensive juggernaut more than a touchdown. Uh, I, I don't know if they'll win the game, but I think they'll keep it close. So give me the Vols at plus eight or eight and a half, whatever it is now. Yeah, and uh, I, I definitely can't disagree too much on that one. I, I think he come up with a solid point there. And we will see that one play out. That'll be the 2.30 game on CBS. Of course, we get 6 o'clock ESPN, Alabama, LSU. That one's going to be a lot of fun. That's not my pick, though, for my favorite bet of the week. I'm going to the Big 12 for mine. TCU back at home after escaping with the victory against West Virginia last week. That was my best bet of the week. I got ripped off. I'm going back to the well again. Give me Texas Tech. They go up and down the field three different times this year. They've run over 100 plays. That TCU defense is not good. They give up big plays. Texas Tech certainly can score in chunks there. It doesn't matter. They've had three different quarterbacks this year. All three of them have played at a high level. I'm going to grab the points here. Give me the nine and a half in Texas Tech against TCU. I'm, I'm going kind of off the grid a little for mine this week, Trent. Uh, as as you know, I was in Boise, Idaho earlier this month, or I guess last month now for a wedding, and uh, got to tour the, the Smurf turf. And at that point, Boise was kind of a team in disarray. They had actually hired, fired their offensive coordinator, their quarterback, and just up and quit. Since then, they've played really good football, and they're they're kind of rolling. They play a BYU team that is mm-hmm. in shambles right now, um, and. Uh, that game out there, I did not realize how much Boise State people hate BYU. They hate them. That, that, that is their their rival, and they do not like BYU. So uh, teams go in different directions. Playing on the Smurf turf, minus 7.5. Uh, give me Boise State. The, the Broncos minus 7.5 against the Mormons. Laying the 7.5 with Boise on the Smurf turf uh, for business best bet of the week. We wrap it up with Iowa-Purdue. 4.5 is currently the number you haven't jumped on totals as much this year. I mean, you were a total player for a while. Maybe that's going to bring you out of the funk. There's nothing that I see total-wise in this game that makes me overly intrigued. I've been playing a lot of Iowa team total unders. Of course, that didn't come in uh, last week. I'm going to be optimistic for once. I'll be the guy. Give me Iowa. I will grab the four and a half in this spot. It is one you got to prove it. Last week was not a mirage. We will see if that is the case there. Maybe this is a hopeful pick more than anything, but I'm going to take the Hawks this week. Yeah, we agree, Trent. Uh, I oh, actually looked, we talked about we talked about the totals, and uh, I thought about I actually was interested in taking the over in this game. I thought there might be some points scored, but then I saw the weather forecast. Looks like yeah. it might be thirty-four mile an hour winds, which I I think can only help us because uh, we're already a mess offensively, and hopefully the weather brings them down to our uh, our quality. But for me, Trent, this game's simple. We've talked about it in the past. Iowa football has kicked pj flex butt they kicked scott frost but um you know, 
when Iowa gets pissed off at somebody, they usually do pretty well. Well, True. we talked about last year, they need to find a reason to get pissed off at Jeff Brown. Well, they found that reason. <laughs> you take Charlie Jones. I've heard some shady other stuff where they were, they were texting recruits in the middle of visits and everything. They've got a reason to hate Jeff Brown now. And not only did the coaching staff have a reason to hate Jeff Brown, it, it, you've got a, a, a team that has a reason to hate Ch- Charlie Jones. They're saying all the right things. Charlie Jones, nice guy. That's a bunch of BS. You leave. I mean, I don't think anybody blames Charlie Jones for what he did, but there's a way to do things. There, there's some payback here. I mean, there's yeah. some payback here. And I think we're going to see a pissed off football team. Uh, I, I, I feel pretty confident and in going into this, probably too confident. You know, flip side next week playing against Wisconsin, I'll have zero confidence whatsoever. I never do against Wisconsin, but I think this is a game where we go and, uh, we send a message this week. I think you're going to see a pissed off football team come out and play some good football. So give me the Hawks plus four and a half. We're both on the Hawks this week. And uh, in the past, that has not been a positive thing. Hopefully that changes here this week. We wrap things up as we do each and every week. It's time for business beat. Well, Trent business beat uh, after watching uh, two different exhibitions, the women's and the men's uh, I am I'm illogically excited for the, the Iowa basketball seasons to begin. I, I you're going to have to talk me off the ledge when it comes to Iowa men's basketball, Trent. I, I think this is the first time in a long time where we've got a team that, that's going to be competing for a regular season title. Not saying we're going to win a regular season title. We probably won't. But I think this is a team, when you, especially when you look at the Big Ten schedule, it's pretty doable the first half. Um, I think this is a team that come February is going to be in the race still. I just think for a couple of reasons. One, I think this is a good team. But two – Outside of Indiana, I think every single team in the Big Ten lost at least two starters last year, and a lot of them lost four or five. This is a this is a year with some opportunities to be top two, top three, top four in the Big Ten. And uh, I'm I'm like I said, probably too excited. I just think Fran's waited a long, long time to get the team he wants. This is this is truly the team he wants. He wants uh, a group of six eight uh, guys that can can stretch the court and, and do a variety of different things. And he's got it. So uh, time to put up or shut up. Let, let's uh, let's go win a big 10 title this year. So in a long time, I've never seen it. And I am 42 well, years honestly, old. We've never even seen, we haven't seen it close. I mean, the last time we yeah. were even really close was 06. I went up to the barn yeah. late in that year and we were one game out and we got stomped by Minnesota and then we we're out of, out of it. I mean, truly with, when's the last time with four games to go in the year, we were with, within two games. I mean, even that, I mean, it just, I mean, I'm not asking, I realize I'm not saying we're going to win the big 10 title, but mm-hmm. you know, the big 10's a grind. If you go 15 and five, you're going to have a chance. And I think so. Yes. I mean, are they going to go 15 and five? Probably not, but can they get to 11 and four with, with a month to go and be, be in it? Yeah, they can. Give us so, some hope. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. I'm excited about this team. Of course, the women's team is going to be great. I think it's going to be fun. You know, how beloved Tony Perkins has been. I had a lot of Tony Perkins stock in halfway through last year. Looks like that was going to be a penny stock that was going to drop out. He gets inserted in the lineup. It was more about Bohannon at the time, but him running the point, his physicality, his athleticism, what he can do. This team now has got three guys that you can count on to defend on the ball. Ulyss, when he comes up, kind of that backup role that we saw Toussaint a year ago, he's a good defender. They're not great on the perimeter uh, speed-wise outside of those guys, but Sanford is six foot nine playing the two guard. I mean, that, that's something there. Connor with his toughness. It's, it's a team that's built a little bit differently. It's going to be a whole lot of fun, and, and I'm with you. 
I don't think they're going to be great. But in the Big Ten this year, I don't think you have to be great. Indiana, Illinois, Michigan State, those teams don't scare me. They have the way they have in some past seasons. There's a real chance here for this team. Well, unfortunately, there's no there's no such thing as the freezing cold takes for a podcast, Trent. Because I, I I think midway through the year last year, I was the idiot that said we should stop playing Tony Perkins. I I, I thought he had I, I was lost at what as to what his role was on on this team midway through the year, and instead he uh, he has man what what he's done in ten months. He's gone from a what I thought was a complete offensive liability to potentially our offensive leader. I mean, he's going to be running the show for, for part of it. And he's certainly, I, I think he's certainly capable of, of doing it. Is he going to be a natural point guard? No, but man, he can, he can do some things. He's his confidence is sky high. That's for sure. Bethune Cookman on Monday to get things going. And got, I'll and be there. Trent. You got a spread on that one yet? Uh, not yet, but I will be at Circa this weekend. I'll, I'll try to get you a look ahead line here and, we'll, and you can okay. do some early scouting for that one as Iowa opens up the season and a couple of cupcakes before things get really difficult towards the end of uh, middle and end of November. And of course, into December, going to be a fun one. Biz, we'll talk again next week. Appreciate it. All right, go Hawks.